0: Sim, this is when you're supposed to talk.
1: Well, this is part two. I'm excited that we're all back here. Thank you for showing up again.
0: No problem. It was
2: a
1: long drive, but worth it.
0: It's so crazy you're wearing the same. I know. Well, I love it,
1: though.
2: This is my Thursday shirt. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right, so we're going to start with Anna first. She's going to do her favorite murder. After that, we'll go to Georgia. You'll do yours. We have one more advice call, and then we're done with the show.
3: Uh, Okay. Are we calling this My Favorite Unqualified? My Favorite Unqualified. (laughs) I love it. Did we already? Can I? I didn't mean to cut you off, Georgia. That there was nothing else to say. <laughs> I feel that way all the time. <laughs> I wish you would uh, just start. Um, okay, so
0: I, I have to tell you though, I have to qualify this with. Um, this is actually like a story that I remember very vividly, and and kind of has sort of haunted me throughout Hollywood, and like and the idea of sort of becoming well known, shall we say, famous. Oh,
2: oh my god! Oh my god! I, mean, I think I. Uh, I think I might. Do now. you? What? Maybe. I have two ideas of what it could be. Um, it's a, it's a, like, as all
0: of these stories are horribly tragic. Oh, I know it. You do? I bet I do. What? No, I'm excited. No, no, no. It's it's terrifying because, I, you know, I live here, like whatever, like in a weird Ta- home. Give and your like your any, yeah, <laughs> And anytime there's a ding dong in the back of my mind, um, this story <sighs> comes up a little bit, um, which is uh, – Rebecca Schaefer.
2: Oh shit! Is I that was, what you were gonna guess? You I, were, Karen. You were gonna guess it. It was either Rebecca Schaefer or Teresa Saldana. Is the other it, one? It,
3: yes, I okay. was gonna guess Sharon Tate. So I
2: was.
0: Oh, oh. No, I couldn't go quite there. Yeah. But the, <laughs> I no, can they, never do that. This one. is this is one of the most well. They're all tragic stories, aren't they? It's so sad. Okay, so Rebecca was born November 6, 1967 and raised in Portland, Oregon. And uh, she uh, wanted to grow up being a rabbi. But when she was 14 years Mm -hmm. old, her good looks caught the attention of a cattle call. (laughs) Which my good looks never caught the (laughs) attention of a cattle call. (laughs) My good looks caught the attention of a a
3: temple, of of a rabbi. Hey. Hey.
0: uh, at a local modeling agency less than two years later, in 1984, after appearing in a number of Portland area publications, she went to New York to pursue her modeling career. Um, Her modeling career didn't take off uh, due to being only five foot seven, which. Oh, Oh, poor thing. (laughs) Gross. Um, So she decided to focus on acting, quickly appearing in television commercials, Seventeen Magazine, Woody Allen's film, Radio Days, and One Life to Live. So she became very successful. She was a stunningly. Who was she in Radio Days? It was cut. Oh, son of a bitch. That movie's so good. In 1986, at the age of 18, her work caught the attention of Los Angeles casting directors and she was cast in the CBS sitcom My Sister Sam, playing the character of Patty. Sam's uh sam's next door sam's girl next door sister what the fuck
3: (laughs) (laughs) who wrote this yeah
2: okay anyway now she's living in la rebecca was on the fast track to stardom can i just say that my sister and i loved my sister sam from the second it came out we loved her so much she was just one she looks like one of those classic all-american girls curly hair great face beautiful but you but also f- like sweet yeah
0: you could feel her positive because i watched it too and you could feel like her i don't know i hate to say positive energy that sounds like a very no. la thing to say but but a warmth she had the sandra bullock feel to her Aww. where yeah. you're like oh i'm friends with her already yeah
3: um
0: so now we have the stalker the stalker comes into play She's
3: always a fucking stalker
0: yep robert john bardo so he was a 19-year-old Tucson resident. Bardo ha- repeatedly had a troubled childhood, an alcoholic mom and mentally ill father. He was b- abused by one of his siblings and placed in foster care after he threatened to commit suicide. He was mm. diagnosed with manic depression and at one time institutionalized for a month of a- for emotional pro- uh, problems. Emotional. Don't put your fucking kid in foster care if he wants to kill himself. No kidding. Um so beyond that timeline, uh, beyond that, it says here on my info sheet, beyond that Tim time, he Steven.
4: received <laughs>
2: professional Steven, help. goddammit.
0: <laughs> beyond that Tim time,
2: <laughs> he
0: received professional help. <laughs> um, but, okay, back to my sweet Rebecca. Um, at age 16, before stalking Rebecca, he stalked a child peace activist, which I always thought was an interesting
3: detail. <laughs> is like, that her
0: choice? How do you find the child peace activist? But anyway, Sorry, um, TV or something. wonderful woman named Samantha Smith, um, who, who tragically died um, in a 1985 plane crash, which weirdly was um, a, a year of a lot of plane crashes.
3: 85? Yeah, 1985. Is that
0: John Denver? Else was I that? don't know. I don't know. Probably uh,
2: don't ask me too many questions. <laughs> I'm just I've just gotta read the Tim
0: Timesheet,
2: okay? <laughs> Karen usually knows these weird obscure facts. I was scraping my brain. Was that the one where they, the rugby team ate each other?
3: Yeah, the maybe, maybe. Yeah, the could yeah. be. That counts for three, that one.
0: Um anyway, so this fella Bardo, he was lonely and he spent a lot of time watching television, believe yeah. it or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, he discovered Rebecca's sitcom, My Sister Sam, and he became pretty smitten. He saw her as a be- He saw her as beautiful and ho- wholesome. Wholesome. Oh, God. Can I even say that again? Wholesome. That's like how you describe oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but innocent. I think is is sort of the major point that we will get to later. Um, and he collected her magazine covers and talked about her as if they were friends. I don't oh know who you dear. talked to her about because I don't think he had a lot of friends. Maybe yeah. he just the clerk, the grocery store
2: clerk. Yeah, he's whoever like... whoever he bought the magazine from. <laughs> So over the course of three
0: years, he wrote, you know, a ton of letters to Rebecca. And one letter was answered by an employee of Schaefer's, Rebecca Schaefer's fan club. And and he was encouraged by that. He came to Los Angeles hoping to meet her on the set of her sitcom, My Sister Sam. But he was turned away by Warner Brothers security. He was pissed. He returned a month later armed with a knife. But security guards once again prevented him from gaining access to the a- actress. I don't know why.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you can't get onto
2: that Warner Brothers lot. You can't.
3: Not the first time. The I second love. time, they're like, "Come on in."
2: I would love it if somebody was like, "I got a knife. I gotta see her." Oh well, then you should have said that the last time you were here, <laughs> <laughs> sir.
0: Um, okay, so he later said that he brought the knife because he thought Rebecca was becoming too arrogant. Um, the security weirdly thought that he was just harmless and lovesick uh, and he was never reported to the police no
3: no no
0: so once again very upset he returned to Tucson and lost focus on Schaefer for just a little while his obsession shifted towards pop singers Debbie Gibson and Tiffany
3: oh I mean mine did too but I was in a fucking
0: psychopath
3: <laughs> I mean 85 Which house yeah. did we have right <laughs> they were on their mall tours yeah
0: so during this period, he was arrested three times on charges, including domestic violence and disorderly conduct. Okay, now we're getting to the actual tragic event, and I hope our listeners know and everybody knows that um, this—it's—I'm—I'm I'm simply like the scary movie one, two, three, four actress. Not five. Too wait,
3: old. What? <laughs> wait, so explain it to me. I did not understand that. Well, She's beca- been in all the scary in, movies. Okay, yeah, I, yeah.
0: Been in all the scary movies. But, oh, so I, I don't have a, I don't, I, Wait, but, it, but yeah. fame is an odd thing. And I don't think that, I hope, I hope nobody comes over and does a ding dong. There's so, we could
3: talk about this for a half an hour. right?
0: But I do, um, yes, but, but the obsession with fame um, is something that, uh, at times has freaked me out just a little bit, not too much. Cause you know, I'm simply that, that other one. Um, not like <laughs> a beautiful 21 year old who stars on a massive, well, honey,
3: well. it's okay. You're not going to seem arrogant. Oh, thank you. If you are scared of psychopaths. <laughs> okay.
4: Selling a little or a lot. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify, get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify dot com slash work. Shopify dot com slash work.
0: Um, so on June third, nineteen eighty nine, um, our murderer turned his attention back to Rebecca after watching her in the black comedy Class Struggle in Beverly Hills. Have you Um,
2: seen that? Have you seen that? Yes. It's but is that the name of it? It's not class struggle in Beverly Hills. It's this is it True Beverly Hills.
1: No, 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 that's it's right. Class struggle in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Oh, do you guys want to fight?
2: Oh sorry, 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 (laughs) sorry.
0: That'd be amazing.
2: Do it. what am i um, do, i'm do thinking it, of do the it. one with um nick nolte
1: right no this was like a i'm sure it was like a b movie oh
3: I'm really I'm sorry show it
0: no
2: anymore. no no. so she had a scene
0: uh in bed with a man oh, and um yeah, and bardo went into a jealous rage and decided that she should be punished for becoming uh, another hollywood whore
3: fucking like arrogant piece of
0: shit i know he believed that she had lost her innocence So he paid a detective agency $250 to find Schaefer's home address in California DMV records. No, And Bardo's brother helped him get a handgun because (gasps) he was only 19. I guess maybe in Tucson you can't get a gun. I'm sure the laws have changed. You can get a gun now when you're nine. You actually get
3: one automatically when you're (laughs) eight years old. An automatic automatically.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So on July 18th, 1989, he traveled to Los Angeles a third time. I bet... Do you think he drove or did I he... think he
3: took a bus, right? <laughs> yeah. I remember watching he took like a, a bus. He, and yeah. he, I remember watching like a reenactment thing and he's like, doo do off a bus, like a greyhound. Oh, like I boy. bet he smells.
0: Wonderful. Mm. Um okay, so we went to her apartment, which is in the Fairfax district, um, around 630 AM. Oh no. Can you imagine? Uh, so we rang the doorbell. The intercom was not working that day. Mm. Oh, that fucking manager. Oh my God.
3: Manager and detective need to go on an island.
0: Yes. stay there. So Schaefer was, uh, she was up preparing for an audition for the role in Godfather Part Three. Oh, Oh, she was up so early. (laughs) So she answered the door. Barter showed Schaefer a letter, and autograph that she had previously sent him, probably through the agency that like sends that stuff out. Rebecca thanked him and said she was busy and had to go so then Bardo went to a local diner and had breakfast and he was very disappointed an hour later 10 15 a.m. he returned to Schaefer's apartment for the second time Schaefer answered the door again this is a weird detail
3: Mm-mm-mm.
0: I know it's weird wearing a black bathrobe which maybe she looked inc- of course she looked incredibly hot and maybe that agitated him even more mm-hmm. she was about to get dressed for her audition he pulled a gun from a brown paper bag and shot her in the chest point-blank range in the doorway of her apartment building. And Schaefer apparently became, became screaming, why, why? She collapsed in her doorway as Bardo fled. Uh, a neighbor phoned paramedics who arrived to transfer to Cedar sinai Medical Center. And she was pronounced dead 30 minutes after her arrival. And she was 21 when she died. And, um, so anyway, he was arrested a day later in Tucson, Arizona, um, after motorists reported a man running through traffic on the 10, and he immediately confessed to the murder. So in 1991, he was brought to trial and prosec- prosecuted by Marsha Clark. Wow. Like, yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. And during the trial, Bardo claimed that the U2 song Exit was an influence in the murder. The song played uh, in the courtroom as evidence.
3: Which one is that? Someone sing it to me. I don't know that Every one. Every breath. Uh, no. <laughs> I swear to god, I feel like you two would know so much trivia. And I'm sorry.
0: No, um I don't yeah. Oh boy. It's so this is a hard one for me to talk about yeah, a little yeah. bit. Uh, well, they're all hard, aren't they? It's they're all degrees? awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Bardo's attorneys argued that he was mentally ill, that schizophrenia had led him to commit the murder. So he was convicted of capital murder and he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. But here's the good sort of good news after all of this is that, um, The Drivers' Privacy Protection Act was enacted in 1994, which prevents the DMV from releasing private uh, addresses. Mm. So there are now anti-stalking laws in every state. And in 1989, in the wake of the murder, L.A. police created the nation's first team specializing in stalking investigations. Also, California was the first state to criminalize stalking in the United States in 1990 following her murder in a string of other high-profile uh, assaults, um, but also that that also came on the heels of Teresa Saldana. Um, so that is something that I just resonates with me just because of uh, the obsession, I guess, with fame and how scary sometimes it can be when people feel very familiar with you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They know you. So it's not weird to them that they're coming to talk to you and they don't ever flip it and see that it's like something out of the blue. Also, it just kills me because that idea of like you move to L.A., you get a job You get like a good apartment and you're in that mode. I'm sure she didn't think I'm famous because she was like, Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, she's on that show. Maybe she's in one, she's in one movie or whatever. But I
3: feel like in LA you get people talk to you a lot less. Like they know that, you know, and I think that people maybe
0: think that, um, like, like I imagine now, like at the time she probably was making a nice chunk of change but probably not enough she was still living in an, apart- an unsecured sure. apartment right and because why wouldn't she necessarily be and um, I just want you two to know that I have a fucking ton of cameras around here <laughs> do you? that's fucking right so well, if I, it, yeah. either of you try to take me out <laughs> I've already spray painted over imported. half of them
2: I'm gonna finish Fuck you before this <laughs>
0: Well, listen, like I, I want to reiterate, I'm 40. <laughs> uh, you know, That's it. like, That's it's, all not, it's
2: not the sexiest of murders. If somebody comes, <laughs> like, I'll just uh, to make you feel better. It took me fucking forever to find this house. So uh, <laughs> I think you're oak Even if they could yeah. break into it.
3: Yeah. Give them the address and be like, I bet you can't find it. Go, <laughs> go, go ahead.
2: Challenge. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's a super sad Sometimes those are the only highlights of when we tell our stories is stuff like that, where, you know, it's the, such a tragedy that sh- that Rebecca Schaefer had to die. But then they finally were like, oh, that's right. You shouldn't be able to know anyone's address right. and you shouldn't be able to walk up to anybody's house. And you shouldn't if you tell eight people that you're obsessed with somebody that should count against you, yeah. you know, stalking yeah. is a very serious thing that's not
3: that wasn't and it's probably still not taken seriously by a lot of law enforcement officials well it is is, now right it is the point yeah yeah
0: yeah like you were saying that it hasn't been taken seriously because there's so much ego involved like there's a dismissal of that especially as a woman um having said that if anyone out there like to stalk me um
2: no
3: no please submit your application <laughs> no no
2: let us
0: know cancel your Cancel. history of violence <laughs> nope. edit
3: that out edit that out <laughs> wow that's i'm so sorry oh, that was a rough yeah, i point. know i know so sad
0: but like you were saying, Karen, that thankfully it's changed some things.
2: Well, mm. and also the Teresa Saldana story is so insane. I saw that as a kid on TV. The is she for the TV sister movie. from Poltergeist? That's Dominic, Dominic Dunn's oh, right. daughter, Dominique. Right. No, it's um, it was uh, it was the woman who was the wife in Raging Bull. So she was just right. starting her acting career and getting kind of amazing parts. And she also had a stalker and she, and he did the exact same thing. He walked up to her apartment door and stabbed her. And actually the Culligan man was walking up delivering water to somebody else's apartment. And he got, I think he saved her. He either pulled the guy off of her or like got her, like he, the Culligan man saved her life. And she, you know, went on to advocate for all those laws too.
3: That's like the end of so many of our stories are like, you know, the, The victim's family then went on to do great things, amazing thing. That's like the only way I feel like you can personally survive these horrific things happening is if you try to make it worth, like make their make
0: their their, their, the tragedy worth, like hopefully prevention of right. Like we did, we've done the uh,
3: Amber Law, Amber Alert Girl, we Amber, um, and we did um, Megan's Law you know the that's why who... i keep
0: the guillotine though outside the house
3: warning just as a
2: kind of
0: like a symbol like,
2: yeah warning like, yeah come fuck with me yeah. i'll come... fuck with you <laughs> yeah. dicks here's what it's i'm just like That fedex guy standing there like <laughs> i just have some packages for you you fucking with me yeah oh
0: you're, you're bringing me my clothes <laughs> yeah all right
3: oh okay i'll take those that's fine but don't fuck with me yeah. but give me my fucking boots <laughs>
1: Georgie, what do you have for us?
3: Well, I have a serial killer I'd never, ever heard of in one of those. Like, there's this, um, this BuzzFeed or web some website that I found that, like like the, the craziest murderer in every state. And this guy was Florida. So, you know, he's fucking top notch. Uh, you know what I mean?
0: I love it that we have like, like Washington crazy serial killers mm-hmm. and then Flo- Like yeah. it's a, like, yeah, I love it. All right. And
3: we're doing three shows in Florida and Florida was like, when are you going to come to, to do a live show here? And we're like, Oh, you have the best murders. We're coming there for three shows. Like no other state that we're doing three shows in. Um, all right. September 15th, 2004. Um, so friends of Michelle Jones, she's a pretty vivacious thirty seven year old executive at the Golf Channel in Orlando were worried because they couldn't reach her, which is like the beginning of every murder story, right? Uh, Michelle's aunt and uncle, Charlie Brandt and Terry Helfrich were staying with her for a few days because they had been evacuated from their home. Um in a seafront villa near Key West, there was uh, Hurricane Ivan was coming and they oh. had to get the fuck out of there. Michelle uh is like the niece and they're like very the least
0: sexy name for a hurricane,
3: sorry. Ivan. <laughs> Ivan. Did you hear the thing about how uh hurricanes yep. named w- yep. named after women kill more people? Oh no. Because they don't take them seriously. People don't take them seriously when they're named after women. Anyway. Um she's close with her aunt and uncle she invited him to stay with them so uh so michelle's mother who was terry the aunt's sister called one of michelle's friends and was like can you go check on on her so the friend finds their mail overflowing newspapers from days earlier on the lawn no one's answering the door when she knocks the doors locked. she walks around to the garage sees lights on through the windows there's cars parked in the driveway so she calls the cops They arrive, they enter the home and quickly run back out and vomit in the yard, horrified by what they had found inside. Um, So inside reclining on the couch is the body of Michelle's aunt, Charlie's wife, Aunt Terry. She's been stabbed seven times in the chest and then her clothes had been removed, but she hadn't been sexually assaulted. In the bedroom is Michelle's body. She'd been stabbed only once, but then she had been disemboweled. Her heart and organs had been removed and she had also been decapitated and her head was sitting next to her I can't body. you didn't lead with that part. <laughs> There's a lot. This <laughs> She's is like walking Karen's... us through the house. We're going room by room. We're them. going room by room. Karen was like, "Should we warn people about the murders first? and I was like, "Don't worry, mine's way fucking worse." <laughs> so, we should warn this. Um so her head's next to her body. The weapons that have been used in the crime were the knives from her own kitchen. Then in the garage, Uncle Charlie, we find in a state of decomposition because of the heat. Uncle Charlie's body is hanging from his neck by a sheet from the rafters. He's dead. And then the investigators determine that it was a suicide. So there's no like it. Right. I mean, (laughs) there's no suicide note. And there's no way of knowing exactly what happened. But because of the lack of a break in or any other explanation, they conclude that Charlie was the murderer and it had been a murder suicide. So Uncle Charlie, I'm going to call him that because it's easier to remember him. He's described by all as a mild-mannered, loving husband, all-around good guy. Aren't they all? Aren't they always called that? Um, But he was known as being a bit of an oddball and eccentric. But by all accounts, including Aunt Terry's best friend, Charlie loved her very deeply. And the couple was inseparable. No one ever detected any problems or saw a fight in the relationship or a anyone's temper. In fact, here's something annoying. They would make each other's lunches every morning because they said that lunch made by food made by someone you love tastes better than when you make it yourself. Which can you imagine that couple and you're like, "Can you guys shut the fuck up and just like eat your lunch?" it Sounds like like a great way
0: to like, make someone like make your food for you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I want a peanut butter and jelly but I love the way it tastes <laughs> when you <laughs> make it. So did. much they better would, yeah. when you do it all the chores. When you unfreeze my chicken nuggets. <laughs> 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 uh when the investigators began to look into the murder suicide, Uncle Charlie's older sister Angela is like, "Hold up, I gotta tell you guys something This has been a secret uh a family secret for thirty years here we go yep nineteen seventy one Uncle Charlie is just thirteen. His father had recently killed his dog during a hunting trip with Charlie. The dad says he did it on accident, but he had shot the dog twice um. And also, Ch- Uncle Charlie is, has some difficulty with school assignments, struggling ta- to maintain his grades, but he was reportedly a really bright kid. So on the evening of January 3rd, 1971, while his dad, so his dad's in the bathroom shaving, his mother, who's eight months pregnant, is soaking in the bathtub. Charlie gets up from his homework randomly, grabs a nine millimeter handgun from his father's nightstand, goes into the bathroom and shoots his father in the back. Then he walks to his mother, who's in the bathtub. Uh, she says, No, Charlie, no, but he fires at her until there's no more bullets left. This is really fucked up. I should have started with that. I'm sorry that this is it. Re- it, it
2: it's uh, I am just <laughs> after everything uh, yes, else like, that's happened. Okay. Is more
1: or less fucked up than most of your murders that you do on your shows? It's exactly the same. Yeah, okay. it's pretty right it's, on. It's, yeah.
3: yeah. to his 15 year old sister, Angela's room. Angela's the one telling the cops about this case. He goes to her room, points the gun at her and tries to fire. He didn't even know that that the gun was empty. And she said that he looked like he was in a trance. So he might not even have been aware that this was like going on and his gun was empty. They start to wrestle. Angela tries to talk Charlie down. She tells him that she loves him and will run away with him. But as soon as she gets a chance, she runs to a neighbor's house screaming for help. Charlie's mom dies. But his father survives and from the hospital bed says he has no idea why his his son would ever commit such an act. When Charlie's evaluated by psychologists, they see no signs of a diagnosable mental illness. They can't pinpoint a motive for the shooting at all. By all accounts, he's like, I loved my family. I have no idea why I did this. So they they said they weren't, weren't gonna prosecute, uh, they weren't gonna prosecute him because of that and his age, um, because he's not responsible for his actions, but instead they send him to a psychiatric clinic. His father visits him very often, and after a year his dad uh, is able to have him released to his custody and the whole family moves to Florida to get away from the town's scrutiny. Um, And the murder of his mother is not spoken of again to the point where his two younger sisters who were super young when the mom was murdered didn't even know about it. They thought their mom had died in a car accident until the murder suicide when Angela told the cops they didn't know a thing. Um, Charlie gets excellent grades in school. He becomes a radar technician engineer. He finds the note from the BTK killer in the library. (laughs) That's right. That was his favorite book. Mm -hmm. Um, Referencing the old episode. Oh, shit. I forgot that. It's a week later. (laughs) Um, Angela, his sister, marries a dude named Jim, finds out about the brother, Charlie, murdering their mom, still becomes good friends with him. So once Jim, his brother-in-law, and Angela are getting a divorce, on the topic of revenge, Uncle Charlie says, well, you know, the perfect revenge is... You kill someone and you cut their heart out and then you eat it. That's the perfect revenge. Oh. Okay. Uh, but Jim, despite that, sets Char- Uncle Charlie up with a friend of his new girlfriend. This friend is Aunt Terry. After six months, they get married. Can you imagine setting your fucking friend up with someone who said that? No. No. <laughs> That's the correct answer. <laughs> um, uh, no. Um, absolutely not. Um, let's see. Then And they're, I, we don't know if Terry knew or not about the murder of the mother. Um, and OK, so let's go back to 2004 post-murder suicide. The police find out about the fucked up stuff from Charlie's past. They begin to take a closer look at the murders of his wife and niece. So can I
2: really quick ask a question? Always. I just don't understand. As a kid, he kills his own mother, uh-huh. tries to kill his father and a sister. And his sister. But the sister lives. Yeah. So then he just goes to a, a psychiatric hospital for a little while, and then they're just like business as usual.
3: Yeah, less than business as usual, like hiding stuff. And the dad is like, the the, the way that, this is speculation that could get me sued. Can I do this? Of course. If I preemptively, we I have a lawyer in the room. <laughs> he must've been, some shit must've been going on in that household that his dad was like, nope, I want my kid out of there, everything's fine. You know what I mean? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, molestation. Wait, will you spell it out for me again? (laughs) (laughs) She said the actual word. I think that's... Wink. The word was wink. Uh, He winked at his son a lot? He nudged his kid (laughs) a little too much. Too much winking and nudging. I don't know, man. It just seems a little too... So you think the dog
2: thing was almost just like the straw that broke the camel's back, but really he was being molested. Yeah. And that's why the father wouldn't turn him in because that all would come out.
3: Yeah. And then we have that thing about like if someone's molesting, if a, you know, like killing the mother as well is always like a really weird thing. Cause if you have an issue with your dad, why would you, you know, the mother would never step in that kind of thing. Speculation, your honor. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Please approach the bench. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, all right. Okay. So they begin to take a closer look they note that the amputations inflicted on Michelle, the niece, were not amateur, but were accomplished with skill and experience. They search the couple's house. The couple's house is still boarded up from the hurricane. Um, and they find a bunch of fucked up stuff. They find the bedroom door, so, Bedroom doors open. I never close my bedroom door. When they open it, on the back of the bedroom door is a really creepy illustration poster of the female muscular and skeletal system. Mm -mm. And she has like a bun on her head. And it's like a cartoon drawing. It's like so creepy. It's not just a skeleton. It's like a female skeleton with a face. And, and muscles, your muscles. So it's like oh. one of those weird, you know that anatomy. Weird, yeah. Oh, when you
2: like a pop-up book kind of thing. Right. Well, no, I was thinking of there was actually an art installation of a guy oh, that was yeah. like, remember the thing? And I was just like, that person is a serial killer that made this who would want to go and like mm-hmm. show <laughs>
3: what like people em- look like with no skin like embalming someone right. and then putting it up as art but really just skinning them anyway you i got nauseous at that art installation quote unquote and had to leave it was so disturbing of oh,
2: that one of like the human,
0: body. The body? human bodies yeah bodies yeah That's- i saw it in new york and it i it's, I, I don't have too many regrets in life <laughs> i mean I, I should i should have more <laughs> <laughs> but that one is one yeah. of my regrets
3: Yeah, considering how much I can read and watch and look at, I look at crime scene photos and shit, like, that was really fucking, they still had, like, hair.
0: Well, and there was all this, like, these ethical issues of how the bodies were retrieved. Right, who were they? Yeah, yeah, and apparently they were, whatever.
3: And who would do it? It's so weird. And who would go to it? Like, we don't need to know that. Well, apparently Charlie did. Um, So, and also despite not uh, being in the medical profession, of course, there were books on human anatomy and a bookshelf, and um, one of them contained a newspaper clipping of a labeled illustration of the human heart. He also subscribed, here's what's fucking creepy, to Victoria's Secret magazine, and it was like, or catalog, it was like in his name, it was to his wife, and his nickname for his niece, Michelle, who he killed, was Victoria's Secret, he called her. Which is like, don't... It's not a nickname. Mm-mm. It does. It's not it, shorter it's than her name <laughs> Yeah, It's it not takes her name. Yeah, it's, no. it's not even close. <laughs> um, they checked out his computer. There was a bunch of erotic websites uh, related to sacrifice, violence, necrophilia, containing photos of torture, rape, and violent deaths um, depicting female autopsies. They're all staged. Don't worry. Uh, living models made to look dead and they came to the conclusion that Charlie was obsessed with his niece, Michelle, had a premeditate and had premeditated the murders and that he was also obsessed with human anatomy, especially the female humanity due to what they found in his house, as well as the observation that the murder of his wife, wife and niece seemed to be the work of a skilled and practiced killer. Police began to look into previously unsolved cold cases in the area and also in the areas where he would travel for work, which he did a lot because I guess engineers travel for work a lot. They train engineers, <laughs> come on toot toot what's the you know they sent out a description of the mo disemboweled decapitated clean cut, surgical precision and they quickly got a ton of hits from other police stations so his ties to an additional murder were uncovered by not investigators but by the uh producers of the show 48 hours which is like fuck yeah there's a really good episode of this on 48 hours. They passed along the information to the authorities. So in July 1989, off Big Pine Key, Florida, two fishermen found the body of Sherry Um Parisho. She was 38. She lived in a small boat and had been seen riding her bike earlier that day. She'd been in the water dead no longer than 12 hours, and the site her body was found at was a thousand feet away from Charlie Brandt's Big Pine Key house thousand feet away her head had been severed and her heart had been removed um and charlie resembled the sketch of a man seen crossing the us one near the uh nearby on the night of the murder and jim the fucking dude who set them up who had uh who had set them up said terry told him that charlie came home that night wet and covered with blood around the time Sherry was killed and she was like, what the fuck? And he was like, I was fishing and I killed some fish. And then in November 1995, along the Miami-Dade County Highway that Charlie would have had to use to get in and out of the Keys, the mutilated body of Darlene Toller, she was 35, she was discovered in a plastic bag and her head and heart were missing as well. So since then, 26 murders going back as Whoa. far what? <laughs> as 1973, which is when his dad checked him out of the insane asylum and took him to Florida. So that means he was 15 years old. Um, they have had possible links to Charlie, but six murders have been positively identified and ascribed to Charlie. So Charlie Brant, the fucking serial killer that I had never heard of, a possibility of twenty six murders going back from when he was fifteen years old, two years after he killed his fucking pregnant mother. That's it.
0: The head and the heart, huh? The head and the heart.
3: Fuck.
2: I wonder if they named that band Georgia. after it. Yeah. I know.
3: The head and the heart and the hunter? <laughs> oh no, there's an actual. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well.
2: I've never heard of that guy.
3: No, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. and he was like he looks so much like my cousin it creeps me out like my cousin could play him in a movie i also feel like that lesson of like if somebody just shoot gets up as
2: a 13 year old and shoots a bunch of people in their family Mm -hmm. you can pretty much assume that's not going to end there
3: no and i think the psychiat psychologists were like this is going to happen again but his dad was like nope taking him into custody Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, man. And how could there not be one little thing that the psychologists found that were like, well, here's like everything's fine. Nope. He just killed his parents once, but everything else is fine. That's impossible. I do. Yeah. It does feel
0: like I think maybe now I like to think that there's uh, like people are much more aware of warning signs, but it's disturbing that even as recently as back in the 90s, like the warning signs are like, well, well, you know, people get better, I suppose. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Let's have a positive attitude yeah. about this guy. Once he has his own apartment, has, he'll be fine.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, thank you for your Really? Latest Thanks. favorite
3: <laughs> murder.
2: There's, there's
1: no real way to transition no. to a call from this. I uh, know.
2: Uh, believe me. Unless How it's... do we our shows we are talk so, about different. Our signs? Yeah. so different. Yeah. <laughs> What's I'm a Taurus.
3: My sign uh-huh. is stop. Yeah. I'm, Georgia, a you? I'm a Gemini. I'm a Gemini.
0: Okay. I'm a Sag. Oh my god. I have no idea what the fuck sign is.
3: <laughs> Nor do I want I to. I don't either. I have no idea. You
1: know I'm a Gemini.
3: Are you? Oh, we're so much fun. <laughs> Cause we're fucking batch Hell yeah. I saw I actually saw a thing and it had a list of
2: uh like the most well known serial killers, and most of them are Geminis. Yeah. <laughs> Thank or, you. it's Gemini or Virgo. Virgo. Oh. Yeah. Amazing.
3: Gemini men are specifically or particularly crazy. Gemini girls are just fun drunks. No, I love you. <laughs> all right. Well, because I'm the when someone says that to you, it's because you're crazy. <laughs> you're a great person
1: <laughs> Are we ready to call Leah? Leah. Yeah. Let's
3: all right. Call let's Leah. call
1: Leah. She's in Ohio, and she's 28.
3: Aren't we all? Uh huh. Did you say aren't we all? Mm-hmm. Hello. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, hi Sam. How are you?
1: I'm gonna introduce you to Anna right now.
0: Hi, Leah. Hi, Anna. Thank you so much and for for you know being with us here tonight.
1: So, Anna, can you introduce our special guest?
0: Um, we have Karen and Georgia from My Favorite Murder, which is an awesome podcast. Hi.
3: Hi. It is.
2: Hi. Hi, Leah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Leah, you wrote us, you wrote us asking if it's okay to hook up with your cheating friend's (laughs) (laughs) ex-husband. Tell us your story. I mean, your story is kind of, uh, yeah, this is interesting. This is fun. Start from the beginning.
4: Okay. So two years ago, um, I was training a new girl uh, at the place where I worked then, and her name was Janie, and she had just moved to Ohio, um, and she had moved to be with her fiancé, and we found out that her fiancé was actually one of my old friends from high school. So, Janie and I, we became really close. I mean, we were doing everything together immediately. We just got along so well, Um, and so we became friends and it was really fun. Uh, it was so fun to hang out with her and her fiance because, uh, you know, we had a past history too. Uh, so Jamie and um, Dustin, her fiance, they started to have some problems. Uh, and I was the first person to give them advice about them. We kind of lost touch. Jamie and I did, uh, when I started a new job, that was kind of farther away, but I would stop in every once in a while to my old job and just see her and see how she was doing. Uh, So one day I stopped in, and she told me that her and Dustin were getting a divorce. And I told her, you know, whatever I can do to help. So the next time that I stopped in, uh, she was there, and she looked kind of nervous. um, And I found out why soon enough. It was because her new boyfriend was there, and it was a boyfriend that she met while she and Dustin were married. So they were together, um, and I found out she had told me then that she had cheated and Dustin, uh, she had cheated with him with, with two different guys and starting three months into their marriage. Uh, they got divorced about a year later. So Dustin had gotten a hold of me because I was kind of, I was going through some stuff and he was going through some stuff and we caught up um, and we ended up starting to hook up. And I've been so torn about it because I want to be a good friend um, and I guess I've never been in a situation like this before. So it's all kind of weird. Uh, eventually, I thought, you know, I have to at least ask her if we can be friends. And so I did. And she actually, she hasn't talked to me since. She was so mad at me for even asking. Sorry, if you could so, be, if you could
1: if be you friends, friends with, with Dustin? Dustin, exactly, right?
4: Yeah, if it was okay for Dustin and I to be friends, yes, yeah, to hang out. Um, she got, she got really mad, yeah, and we haven't talked since. So I guess that's kind of where I'm at. Is number one, I don't know, is it okay? okay for Destin and I to be hooking up. It's the best sex that I've ever had in my life. <laughs> then, yeah, it's so nice to me. I mean, like, selfishly, that's I, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Honey. Uh, so, yeah. there's that. And then, and, and it's also, it's something that I would never, ever do. I would never hook up with a friend's ex in different circumstances ever. I think we um, do, and, and then we number don't even, two, you know, should I, think, I tell her, I guess.
2: We've got some answers yeah, for Yeah, we here, have them Leah. already.
3: You're such oh, good, a sweetheart. Good. You're not a bad
0: person. No. And uh, you know what? Okay. A, a dude would never be asking these questions. No fucking and way. S- and women, we beat okay. ourselves
2: up so fucking much. Look, here's the thing. She cheated on him. Uh, not. It didn't even matter what she did because you already had a relationship with him. You already knew him before. So she was right. actually the new friend. And then she got rid of him. So it, that's like you it doesn't matter what happens after that because if that relationship ends, you get to do whatever you want. And her being mad at you after she cheated on him and then has someone else in her life, yeah, to even want to be friends with him, is, that is insane. I think you're yeah. going by her rules, totally. and you're kind of like taking her framework of the situation. Then going, is this okay? Because she said it isn't. It's absolutely okay, and
3: it doesn't sound like someone that I would really want to be friends with anyway. So you checking you checking in with her, and it's, it's so sweet and generous, but not necessary. Yeah, you don't you don't owe her anything and you know you guys are you're not going to get married maybe but you're getting your fucking sexual healing and like right. it has nothing to do with her in any way and cheating right. on someone's 3 months into a wedding you know that's probably not the or a marriage it's not the first time she did that probably it,
4: it
2: wasn't <laughs> ah, I was but right. I mean, it doesn't matter yeah. it doesn't matter what she does
3: it doesn't matter it's
2: so true because
0: because it sounds like you know you might not value her friendship as much as you do, like other friendships or relationships. And life is fucking short. and i don't I don't think you owe her
2: anything. I mean, in this situation, it's I think it's interesting the the idea that uh, she they broke up. I mean, that was over, right? So it's not she wasn't she didn't get this girl didn't get cheated on by the guy that you're hooking up with. So the idea that she's mad at you when she is absolutely not the victim in this situation, she she went and did exactly what she wanted. Mm-hmm. So why don't you get to? Because you should get to. And if you want to get together with that guy, you should get dude, to. Dude,
0: get to know your fucking body with a man that you
3: did. Who's yeah, nice to you? And I think yeah. that you, I, I have been so far. So
4: Yeah, sounds like
3: I think that you wouldn't have called and asked this if you didn't know somewhere in your mind that something was really off about this. And, you should... I, and
4: I did. Yeah, I felt like it was. Um, but I was surprised the, f- the few people that I kind of ran it by, I got really mixed answers. And I yeah. think that's what made me so confused about it. Well,
3: People are answering based on their own history, not yeah. on the situation. That's yeah, right. that's right. what everybody does. Yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah. If any of my girlfriends who I cared about and loved wanted to hook up with my exes who are good people, I would be so happy for them. Me
0: too. Uh, yeah, exactly. I would too. Yeah. I'd yeah. Think
3: so. I
2: think that's adult reaction, right? Yeah. So she might be yeah. having more of a like, high school yeah. weirdo it's like when, reaction. It's
0: like when you get an awesome pair of boots and your friend is like, I really like this boots. Would it would it be okay if yeah. I also bought those? And some people would be like, No, yeah. these <laughs> are my identity. And other people are like, Fuck yeah, I'm so glad you like these They're boots. They're so comfortable, your feet mm, are gonna feel amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and you celebrate and the idea cum. that like,
2: oh well. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's also the thing I, – I I think it's also the thing of uh, the – it's weird to think that you can make friends with, say, a narcissist. It's weird to mm-hmm. think that you could have a good time and have a good relationship with a person who's actually deep down incredibly nice. selfish or incredibly That's self-serving. Right. So I think you ha- you're having doubts because you, the two of you hit it off and had a good time. But maybe a lot of the reason you had such a good time with her is because – the boyfriend was there who you really liked and maybe have liked for a long time.
3: He evened it out. The fact that she fucking kind of sucked. That's hilarious. We did.
4: Yeah. We had a lot of fun all all together and I did. I mean, she and I got, got really close in a different way. Um, But yeah, I, that's, I never even thought about that before.
3: That's you're true. not a bad person, no.
4: just like you Thank know, we've you. been telling you,
0: but um we have been talking about bad people, but <laughs> yeah. you
4: you are
3: not one not of, no, of them you're nowhere near it no, nope. and the fact that even you even question if you're a bad person or not based on this, I think proves to Thank us that you're yes. not you're and, a wonderful person, yeah,
0: and no, yeah, yeah, ple like enjoy yourself, yeah. I don't know, life is short, yeah, I don't think you have to like I, I would incur like encourage you to distance yourself i mean you already have already from um from the friend the gal but i but also you know i don't know how much social media has to play in all of this but i would also encourage like easing up on any of that because mm-hmm. that always gets anybody into trouble but i would i would just like yeah have have i don't know i don't know Get you're your in nut. your 20s yep get your nut get yours <laughs> yeah <laughs> right.
1: well I Leah I think this is pretty obvious here at this Leah, point is that,
4: are yeah. you okay with this just it, yeah just, I, I am I mean thank you yeah I do I feel a lot better <laughs> yeah
1: hey um, Leah thank hey, you hey we
4: love you thank, thank you. you so much I love you too bye 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 Leah get bye. laid we love you <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> I love did you too. say get laid <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> bye all right. this is right. We're coming to an end here. I guess Sim's
0: doing the finger. Wow. He's, that's it. That's the wrap it up thing. He's giving us the finger. Yeah.
1: This hey, was amazing, guys. You
0: guys, thank you so much. Oh, my God. It was thank so you. fun. Thanks for, for being in my us. creepy house, in the creepy room, <laughs> talking about incredibly creepy things. It's such <laughs> a creepy thing. I and you gave do this amazing advice.
3: <laughs> this is a lot do. of
1: fun. I mean, let's do this once a year if we can. You <laughs> totally. want to? Totally.
3: For sure. We're once a week or once week? a year? We're going to be here. All right. Let's do it once a week. Perfect.
1: Sounds good. Anything do you want to? Tell people to follow you anywhere or anything?
0: I don't know. Sim is always telling me to do this part. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm I know I don't. i not really. I stopped it.
1: doing it. Follow yeah, we have like Facebook social media and... on Instagram and stuff. I'm sure you guys yeah, have it too. Follow
2: Steven. Steven. Follow Ray Steven. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, your producer, Steven Ray Morris. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Our Twitter <laughs> is my fave murder. Yeah. Your fa- I can't okay. find it because Great. I don't I, know. Like, that's the how yeah. <laughs> I made it.
1: I
3: don't remember why.
1: <laughs> we are at unqualified. I guess we're, because we're promoting on your show as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, where can
3: everyone find you guys? Uh, they can find us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, unqualified. Subscribe. Leave a review. Um, other than that,
2: thank you oh, so yeah. much.
3: Thank you so much. Anna, stay sexy. Oh no, oh, that's go good.
0: on and don't mean? get murdered.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's how we always end yeah. ours. Wait, now you go yours. <laughs>
0: I always say, "Fuck you, Sim."
3: Oh, <laughs> fuck you, Sim. <laughs> fuck you, Sim. Don't get murdered. Good night, everyone.
0: <laughs> good night. We love you, listeners.